What's the Point? with Beth and Fleur. So, hello. Podcast. Yes. Hobsonville Point. Love that for us. Love that we are getting an actual podcast for Hobsonville Point. I feel like it's overdue. Yes. Mostly because we've been talking about this for over 12 months. Yes, I was going to say that um, you especially have been talking about this. Um, and now we're finally doing it. Yeah, Very and exciting. I love that. I'm Beth. I have lived here in Hobsonville Point since 2021. Uh, I'm actually, it's controversial. I don't know if I'm technically in Hobsonville Point or Hobsonville. Um, Kmart notoriously will not deliver to my address because it refuses to acknowledge the existence of the 0616 postcode. <gasps> Is that why I can never buy anything off? Yeah. It's Kmart. Oh, they just are like, no, we can't deliver to that area. Um, also, That's rude. But I am Canadian, and I've lived here in New Zealand for almost 15 years now. So that's a long time. And Fleur? Uh, yeah, I am Fleur, and I have lived in and out of Hobsonville Point since 2018, 2019. So I've lived on a few different roads. I've lived on Meteor, Sydney, Wallingford. I've lived in Benoli Gardens, which whew, don't even get me started on Benoli Gardens. Christ. Um, <laughs> I actually lived on Hobsonville Airbase when it was a functioning airbase. Um, well, it wasn't. It was just for housing purposes. Right. But we still had a base gate guard, and they would always sleep on the job. So we would take turns holding up different cards to get through the gate because they wouldn't notice. They'd just push the button or they'd just leave the gate open. So uh -huh. I used a video easy card to get through. Nice. Uh, there was sliced cheese someone sliced held up. Sliced cheese. Yeah, and the gate guards would just put the barrier up because they recognised everyone. So mm -hmm, many mm -hmm. of you will know me from starting up the Hobsonville Point Cat Society <laughs> as well as the Meme Society and just generally being all over the community page with things I find funny about our community um yeah we one thing i'll mention is both beth and i have chronic adhd so if this podcast goes sideways <laughs> up down to the right into different corners that's because we get sidetracked and distracted we're actually both heavily doodling <laughs> with pens and paper right now to try and remain focused on this so that is so true yeah so um I don't know what you've drawn because um, we've got I've a drawn barrier. lots of puff balls, like little. Let's exchange. Oh, I love I've yours. I've drawn lots of little circles, also. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we weren't actually. Oh, wow. That's really weird that we've kind of both drawn yeah. similar shapes. Psychic. Love the uh, neurodivergent vibe. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to stress that this podcast is not here to shame people, call people out. Well, there'll be a little bit of calling out, but a like little. we're gonna try to not use names because obviously we don't want people to then jump on a bandwagon and A come for us and B come for each other. So Yeah. We just wanna have lighthearted commentary and banter and discuss the things that are oftentimes verging on the ridiculous and absurd that go on in our community page. And our community page is not that unlike other community pages. There's things mm. that I think every community page has in common, like, why is the helicopter out and Who's letting off fireworks and were those fireworks or gunshots? Stuff like that. That's more of a Swanson Rhino issue. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty standard procedure. 
Um, things like, you know, has anybody else lost power? Hey, my Wi-Fi isn't working. Oh, try mm. turning it off and then on again. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't want this to be like a tea channel. But you know I will always bring the tea anyway. Oh, tea. I was tea. like, what? The tea. All right. So without further ado, let's talk about what has been happening in Hobsonville Point this week. Yeah, let's pop off. So first of all, for anyone who's listening and has no idea what Hobsonville Point is, um, leave. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not really in the position to explain Hobsonville Point to you in detail. I will explain it. Hobsonville Point is a suburb of Auckland. It used to be an Air Force base. Um... Well, before that, I don't really know the history before the Air Force. Obviously, it had history before. I think it was just farmland prior to the Air Force purchasing it and then putting a runway on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's still hangars on. Yes. Yeah. The land, right? And I don't know what they're turning that into, but I think they're fairly reluctant to knock them down. They've done a real Air Force aesthetic with like the bus shelters and stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is cute, and of course, all the roads have. Air Force Air Force related names like Kitty Hawk, and weird ones like well, weird to non Air Force people like what uh, what is it Wetland Wasp, Wetland Wasp. Yeah, I believe the Wetland Wasp was a helicopter. Oh, okay. That's what one of my friends said when he came by for a birthday party once. He's like, "Did you know Mm, it was a helicopter?" I said, "No, I had no idea why it was named Wetland Wasp." Well, then there's also native bird. Oh, yeah. as well, like mm-hmm. the Oyoi, I believe, Oyoi mm-hmm. Road. Sacred Kingfisher, which I noticed at some point someone had changed the letters around and made it scared Kingfisher. That was great. And <laughs> Why then am I not shocked that that happened? <laughs> and then it was changed back. Um, so what else about Hobsonville Point? It's one of those communities that the Hobsonville Point part of Hobsonville Point, so not old Hobsonville, which is regular suburbs. Hobsonville Point is one of those communities that was sort of built up out of nowhere because it was a housing development. So sort of one of those created a community by just starting to build houses there, which I guess is how every community is started. It just is interesting to watch it happen in real time. Like, okay, we'll build a school now because people live here. Um, So people say that the houses all look the same here. I don't find that to be true because there's. I think there's actually lots of different architectural styles. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few different developers, and they've all got different aesthetics. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think they were kind of required to fit within a certain style mm. to all kind of be cookie cuttery, matchy matchy. But um, yeah, I mean, you've got the ones with the birdhouses and stuff that are oh, really yeah. like the unique. Colorful birdhouses. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the ones that have the weird metal framings over the front of some yes. windows that Does- people are like this is impossible to clean, how do I clean this? And or this makes a weird noise when the wind whistles through it. Yeah, so, I would yeah. love to hear from people about how is it looking out the window? I've often wondered, like, do people enjoy this what thing? What does it on look the like you're staring out of a yeah. prison cell? Yeah. yeah, let us know. Tell the podcast. I'm really interested to know what it's like living in one of those houses with a metal um, architectural designy thingy over the front. In general, if you've got a property that is super weird on the inside and doesn't make sense to you, like the properties that don't have any storage cupboards, mm. just uh, drop us a little voice note and tell us about it. We'd love to come and look at it. Yeah. Um, just because we're nosy, not really because it's anything to do with the podcast, <laughs> but like I'm interested. So like, there's a few properties that are two stories and don't have a toilet downstairs. So there's like 
being elderly people that are like, well, I can't purchase this property if yeah. I need to wee. Yeah. I'm not going to do a dash up the stairs at like 0.3 of a kilometre an hour and then, you know. <laughs> so you need to take into account that elderly people want to buy houses and wee downstairs. So. Yes, that's important. So we'll touch on the windmill situation real quick. I mean, mm-hmm. we did record this podcast last week and then completely flag it because both of us were like, yeah. no, it wasn't good enough. Also, I was sick and so we were recording with masks on and it's just, it didn't work for a number of reasons. And in a car and it was really hot. And yeah. There's just a whole lot of contributing factors there. But uh, the windmill's been fixed now and we will talk to Mr. Dan French about the windmill shortly and talk to him about how he got the fire department to come and shove a piece of wood in it, I believe. Um, And then also the media got hold of it and made fun of us. So let's just give a tiny background about the windmill. So for anyone, for some reason, who's listening from somewhere that isn't Hobsonville Point and doesn't know what the windmill situation is so maybe a green height resident <laughs> we have these gigantic windmills some people call them pinwheels that children's toy it's a stick with a little on wings it. on it basically and um the wind blows it and it goes around um and they're fun to hold on to and run around with and that um according to the hobsonville point website is actually the inspiration for this gigantic art installation that it was the artist, a Dutch artist who I, whose name I can't pronounce, Leon was his first name. He created it reminiscent of childhood and childhood memories, running through the streets, um, holding up a windmill and having it spin around. Um, so they are meant to be silent. To my understanding, they are not meant <laughs> to make noise. However, um, as a lot of people know, during recent really, really high winds, they sort of lost their minds and they... Became they were, not silent. They were, yeah, they became not silent. And for anyone who didn't hear them, a lot of people assumed the noise was like a squeaking noise, like a, a rusty joint or something that it needed just WD-40 or whatever. Yeah, it was like a grinding metal-on-metal yeah. kind of like... I'll play well, a I'm clip. I'm not going to do the noise. Yeah, cause... we'll play a clip of the noise. So this noise actually close up sounded like an airplane taking off. I was there, I was walking up with my toddler who was three, and as we approached, she started to get nervous because there was this gigantic noise um, as we got near the windmills and I had no idea it was them. And I just, of course, reassured her in my mum voice like, oh, I'm sure it's just, you know, a motorbike or an airplane or something. And it turned out to be the windmills. They were so loud, they sounded like jet engines. Yeah. Well, someone did actually comment on the windmill noise post that Dan made saying, if you're going to move into a community, you have to expect there to be noise, which is absolutely correct and fair. But what's not fair is telling people they need to accept a horrible grinding noise coming from an art installation (laughs) that's preventing them from sleeping. Exactly. So some people on Facebook, when people brought up the noise, said, what's the drama? Are they blocking someone's driveway? Valid question. A fair question, but they were not. Um, Someone said dramatic. (laughs) Um, What's next? Three news. It wasn't three news that got involved, though. It was the Herald, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. 
Um, what else? Typical. People move in next to them and then they moan about the noise. They were here first. Interesting take. The windmills were here first. Yes. So <laughs> what? It's not an indigenous culture. It's a windmill. Yeah. Um, I'm sure when people came to view the houses, they couldn't hear the windmill at that point because yeah. they would have been new and not grinding. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I understand that people wouldn't have had a lot of empathy if they actually didn't hear it. But having heard the noise, it was atrocious, atrociously loud. It was crazy. So I personally feel like people had a very good reason to complain about it. Um, When I went up and walked by with my toddler, there was a security guard there taking footage. So that was before before the media got involved, just before. So when we talked to Dan about it, um, Dan French sort of led the charge in the community group getting this scene to, and... Then he got made fun of by people that were like, oh, what are you complaining about? It's like, you know what? If you're anything like me and have an aversion to loud noises, like, with my neurodivergence, I often, if I hear a loud noise or a continuous irritating noise, it kind of affects me. Like, it annoys me, and it also makes it impossible for me to concentrate on other things. So, for example, I won't go grocery shopping at the busiest time of the day. I just don't want to deal with the people and the loud noises. So if I was living next door to a windmill that was grinding like that, it would probably affect my mental health if it continued on for more than, like, 20 minutes. So I get it. I get it. Yeah, and especially I know some parents were saying they couldn't get their kids to sleep um, if you're not a parent or if you were a parent a long time ago and maybe you've forgotten how horrible it is sometimes getting kids to sleep, <laughs> you might not have empathy for that. But as someone who currently has a three-year-old who doesn't sleep very well, I totally get it. At yeah. that point, you're so strung out on no sleep and just the terrible lifestyle, the terrible but joyful lifestyle of a parent of young children, anything that screws up your child's sleep, I mean, you want to get out there and wring its neck. Yeah, but you know what? The windmills were there first. That's true, though. Yeah. Yeah, they were there first. Yeah. All right, so next time we will talk to Dan and see what actually happened and how how it all went down because that offending windmill has been removed. So Has it been taken down? The or is it just being silenced? The head has been removed from it. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, the, it's gone. Like took- the, the pole is there, but the <laughs> top bit is gone. I don't like it. Oh That's why like they chopped its head off. We should decide what should be mounted on the pole next. There should be a community vote. We should mount something new on the pole. <laughs> Maybe like a dog what else head. is reminiscent of childhood that could go on the pole instead? I, I tried to think of a stripper joke just then, but I can't. <laughs> I really can't. I um, was totally legitimately thinking of things. I was like a giant sculpture of a Mr. Whippy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. What did you guys, like... Chatterings. Or what about that giant milkshake cup? Yeah, the longest drink in town. Yeah, like paint the Tallest pole like a straw. Yeah, that should go up there. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Okay. But yeah, anyway, moving on from windmills and uh, random stuff like that. Um, pocket park? Oh, yeah, before we move to the pocket park, which is obviously a sore point for me because let's, <laughs> we'll get into that. But um, aside from the pocket park... On the community page this week, um, dear Ewan, we love him. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you may know him as Segway Man um, mm-hmm. because his mobility device is a Segway. That's how he gets around Hobsonville Point. He's 
incredibly lovely. I've had discussions with him before. As he, yeah, he waves to people. He's kind. He's courteous. He's just an all-round good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this week he was almost knocked off of his Segway because someone had their dog off-leash uh, somewhere where they weren't supposed to be off-leash and he had a run-in. So he posted on the community page and just reminded people, hey, can you please keep your dogs on leash because I was almost knocked off my mobility device. So 99.9% of the responses were like, hey, dogs should be on leash. Um, It's a council bylaw or it's a a law in the area that dogs need to be on leash. And for the most part, everyone was really supportive, except for one human who doubled down on her negative response to him. So not only did she tell him to jog on and make a point of mocking his mobility issues... But she also told him um, to not tell her what to do. And I don't know really how she thought it was going to go for her, but it really went sideways real fast. And I don't know if admin turned the comments off or if she did. I'm pretty sure an admin did, but it got really vile really quickly. So basically she's saying that her dog is the exception because her dog is really well trained and therefore her dog can be off leash Mm. well mm, eh, no sorry about that but that's not actually the rules so i had a look into what the dogs off leashes rules are yes tell us because was it the same person the person who commented on ewan's post was it the same person who later posted that their dog is well behaved and to their knowledge there's no law saying that their oh, dog yeah. can't be on... Was it the same person? Yeah, she doubled down. Right. So she doubled down and made an entirely new post talking about how great her dog is, which I don't doubt that her dog looks like a good boy. Mm. But, like, she made a point of saying, I don't need to have my dog on a leash. Yeah. And everyone came for her in mm. the comments, and not a single person agreed with her. Mm. So I'm not really sure why she thought it was appropriate to start an entirely new thread and go for gold and really dig her heels in, but she did. Before you get into the the laws, I want to say that this comes up a lot, I feel like. Um, The dogs. The dogs thing, and not just in Hobsonville Point, but in places with beaches. Mm. There's people in the camp that their dog should be allowed off-lead, in the case of beaches, because the dog should be allowed to enjoy the beach, and they feel that the dog's best enjoyment of the beach is when it's not on a leash. Um, and there's people, of course, that we see around Hobsonville Point who are out jogging or walking with their dog who's not on a leash and looks well-behaved but is, you know, not on lead. Mm. And these people are very, I mean, if you're listening, you might be one of these people, really sure that because their dog, in their view, is well-behaved, that it doesn't need to be on a leash. And I am a dog owner. My dog is reactive. I always have her on a lead because, um, yeah, she reacts at dogs and people and I need to have her under control of a leash. And I want to point out as a reactive dog owner, and I think this applies to people who are on um, mobility devices as well, people with small children, Mm. people who are afraid of dogs. I want to point out that just because a person believes that their dog is well-behaved enough to be off-lead doesn't mean that that dog's ability to go wherever it wants to go at any given moment, um, because it is an animal, it can decide to to do something you don't expect, 
that dog's presence off-lead can have consequences for other people. So it's not always about how well-behaved your dog is. It can be about the other people who are sharing the space with that dog, regardless of how well-behaved you think your dog is. So for example, if I was walking my dog and there was a dog off-lead who decided to come up and greet, and now there's no way for you to stop your dog if it's off-lead besides calling it back, um, and sometimes when dogs get into things with other dogs, the recall goes yeah, out the, the window. Yeah, the recall goes out the window. It's hard to call them back. So to me, when I see a dog off lead, I'm terrified because the potential for that situation to erupt for me into something really negative if that off lead dog decides to saunter over and greet my dog, regardless of how well behaved it is, the potential for things to go sideways and terrible hmm. is huge because now my dog is reacting. My dog is turning into Cujo. I'm having to haul her away. Um, I've had people yell at me on the street saying, train your dog. It's not about training. If you have a reactive dog, you'll know this. I've been training my dog for her whole life. She's on two different medications. She She's just a has an, Yeah, and she yeah. has an anxiety thing. And she was actually attacked on a beach by an off-lead dog as a puppy. And it ruined her for life. She became reactive. And I have seen people, um, sorry for if I'm just taking off on, I feel so passionately about this because get I get it, so mad when I see friendly, yes, friendly awfully dogs run up to children who are then screaming and trying to run mm. away. You don't know who is afraid of dogs, who's out in our community and your friendly dog who comes by without a leash, they can be terrified. Yeah. So I think it's the focus dog owners isn't always what you think that it's on whether your dog is well behaved enough to be yeah. off lead it's the impact that you potentially have on other people sharing the space and on that is not fair around you. yeah yeah it's not fair at all it's the same when people get um into a space where they think it's fine to take their dogs into kiwi areas yeah. and say well my dog would never attack a kiwi well, has your dog ever seen a kiwi? Yeah. It's probably never seen a kiwi, and yeah. unless it's undertaken kiwi aversion training, yeah. um, it could very well attack a kiwi. So I've seen people in protected kiwi areas with their dogs off-leash um, and clearly just not considerate of the fact that um, they need to have their dog on lead, even if it is Kiwi aversion trained. Mm. Um, so that kind of thing just really bothers me. And yeah, it, it bothered me that she feels like she is uh, the exception to the rule that everybody else follows. Um, and also that it was okay for her to, instead of disagreeing maturely and politely to make some fun of someone with a disability and that just sent me into a tailspin. Yeah, understandably. So, yeah, so for your information... <laughs> yes, tell us. I had a look into what the bylaws are, and this is applicable to Hobsonville Point, Hobsonville, and pretty much everywhere in Auckland and anywhere controlled by Auckland Council. Okay. So, dogs must be on a leash at all times in all council controlled public places, all public, private roadways, council controlled car parks, and boating areas. Dogs must be on leash on public roads and sidewalks, including any street, highway, accessway, service lane, any footpath, mm. and berm within boundaries of the road. Okay. So the entire Hobsonville Point, aside from the off-leash dog park, yeah. is an on-lead area. Mm. So this includes, like I said, roads, footpaths, public squares, grass verges, public gardens, reserves, 
parks, beaches, unless specified as an off-leash beach, mm-hmm. wharves, access ways, and sports fields. So, in summary, that woman is incorrect.gif, mm-hmm. and her dog needs to be on a leash. Yeah. She's unfortunately put herself in the position now where everyone knows what her dog looks like because <laughs> she posted a photo of it, yeah. and people will be more than willing to call it into the council that this woman is a repeat offender for off-leash dog behaviour. So mm-hmm. she kind of um, just completely put herself up the creek without a paddle there. Yeah, up so, chocolate creek without a popsicle stick. Yeah, 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 sure. exa- <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, the funny thing too is that... A member of the Hobsonville Point Meme Society, it only took them maybe 15 minutes to dig into her Facebook profile and find that she complained in 2021 in, I think, the Northcote or Birkenhead page about off-leash dogs at one of the parks. Oh, right. And her post was literally, has anybody else had problems with dogs not on leashes at the park? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. So she's actually whinged about off-leash dogs mm-hmm. and had a complete turnaround and decided th- that it's okay. <laughs> I think that's reflective of when people are sure that they're doing the right thing, but it's other people who are ruining it or their dog is well-behaved enough, Regardless. but other people's dogs yeah. are not. Um, and that's why the rules are there in place so that everyone is safe because dogs are animals and they yeah. can, they have minds of their own and even the most well-trained service dog. I mean, people will still walk those dogs on, on leashes because those are the rules and it keeps everybody safe and dogs are animals and they're ultimately unpredictable. And I want to say as well in, in one of the comments on Ewan's post, I recall him saying something about, Dogs with retractable leashes can also be problematic mm. because they can yep. just... They can get quite far before yeah, they stop. Yeah, they can. And I understand a lot of people walking their dog at the end of the day, they're sort of, you know, walking, looking at their phone. That's totally fine. I would never judge someone for um, using the time to walk the dog to also, like, space out and have personal recovery from lifetime staring yeah. at your phone. But that means that if your dog's on a retractable leash, they can sort of scamper off and get really close to someone, get really close to some kids before you notice. Mm. I just hope the people listening to this podcast and everyone in our community can remember that just because you love your dog and you know, quote unquote, they would never fill in the blank, you are potentially still putting other people at risk and making other people uncomfortable if you rely 100% on what you think you know about your dog and thus let them run right up to people um, let them run right up into another dog's face and greet or let them walk off lead with you. Um, yeah. I mean, my family dog is gun trained and Kiwi Aversion trained as well, I believe. And even though he's incredibly well trained and has a very good recall, if he, he's a chocolate lab, if he smells food, yeah, like all of his training goes out the window. Yeah. So I completely understand how people's dogs, even though well-trained and well-looked after, can still do unpredictable things. But yeah. I don't think we're, like, pre- I think we're preaching to the choir on this one. Yeah, it's just probably. that one woman that's a pain in the ass. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So let's, let's touch on a couple more things. So the huge issue in the group the past couple weeks has been this pocket park situation. The pocket park. <laughs> All right. For anyone who is wondering... <laughs> Pocket park. Pocket park. So by pocket park, we mean the tiny slivers of grassland 
um, sort of seated here and there in our development. Where is this one? It's the corner of Wallace. I'm so bad with street names. I thought the back when the group was talking about a live streamer on like Mapal Road, oh, I, I totally didn't even realize what road that was and was thinking of somewhere else. So I'm not great with street names and I don't know, but I actually forgot about the live streamer. Let me tell you where the pocket park is because yeah. um I posted about it in the main page. It is the corner of Wallace and Glide Path. Wallace and Glide Path. And from the Google Maps image, it just looks like a dirt wasteland, but I'm yeah. sure that's not what it looks like. Yeah. From what I understand, it's very overgrown and unkempt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So hence why someone was posting, asking if there was someone that might be available to do the landscaping for the pocket park. So it's essentially, am I right in thinking it's literally just a strip of grass? Mm-hmm. And who is responsible for the upkeep of such quote-unquote pocket parks. See, that's the thing, is that I don't know because we reached out to a few people that we thought were involved with the putting up of the sign in the pocket park, Mm -hmm. and one of them I can't reach out to because I had to block because he slid into my DMs and was being weird. Um, And then his wife was also on my shit, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to block these people. It's a sensitive issue, we'll say. Yeah. It's a sensitive issue. Yeah, they were on my shit. (laughs) So I had to block I'm trying to be diplomatic and... (laughs) I know, but don't don't edit out my saying that they were on my shit. They were on your shit. They were on my shit, right? They were in my DMs and I was like, I'm not really interested in engaging with a man um, yeah. in general, let alone in my DMs. So I blocked him and his wife and had to boot them out of the main page because right. they were just writing um, essays. So what so, happened with the... Maybe we should rewind. Rewind. What happened? Let's, let's explain what happened with yeah. the meh, 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 pocket park. So... <laughs> what happened to the sound effect? Uh, I closed the app. Oh no. <laughs> we need it. I can't believe I downloaded this. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Pocket Park. Pocket Park. So what happened initially is that someone put up a sign that basically said that dogs aren't allowed to pee or poo in that space. Right. And it is a private pocket park. Okay. So I guess nobody really had a problem with that, except that the language used in the sign is kind of coming from a, a negative... Like, it's a negative kind of vibe to the right. sign, right? Like, it's right. not... It's not, like, a friendly vibe right. coming it from the sign. it was very, like, don't authoritarian. Do yeah, it was a, don't do this. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it just said, um, it's a private pocket park. Dogs can't poo and wee here. Whatever. So someone took a photo of it and uploaded it to the community page and yeah. said, is this for real? Mm-hmm. Is this a private park? And everyone was like, what? No, that's a public park. Yeah. And then people were like, no, it's private. It's on by the laneway. I don't know if it's Glide Path or Wallace Laneway. I don't mm-hmm. know. As I said, we reached out to people and they didn't, um, they didn't yeah. get back to us. As of the time, we have not heard back. Yeah. yeah. So if you know the actual details, ins and outs of if the laneway committee contributes to the funding of that park's maintenance. Like, if you know anything about it, please send myself or Beth a voice note. Yeah. Uh, you can remain anonymous. It's actually, it's completely fine. You can knock on people and we'll just keep it private. So, we, none of us really understand exactly how the park works. But anyway, people were really 
like pissed off by this sign because of the negative language and basically discouraging people from taking their dogs there and saying dogs aren't allowed at all, really. Yeah. So someone has stickered over the sign, which, oddly enough, they've chosen an image of a dog taking a dump to be on the sign, which uh-huh. is kind of like a weird thing anyway. Like, you don't really need to put a picture of a dog taking a shit on a sign to get your point across. Uh-huh. But here we are. So <laughs> someone stickered over it. So the sign has a picture of the dog taking a shit, mm-hmm. and then in bright red caps it says, just shit, <laughs> private pocket park. <laughs> so right. people have just trolled the shit out of this sign. Yeah. And while the just shit sticker was on the sign, I have been sent many selfies of people with their dogs taking their dogs to the park to try and get them to take a dog. Right. <laughs> but most people are finding that they get their dogs there and their dogs don't need to go. Right. But they have tried. And so it's safe to say that the intention of the sign has completely backfired. Yeah. And everyone's now taking the piss out of it, literally well, trying to. Exactly. <laughs> if my thing is, if they had used like positive language with the sign, mm. it wouldn't have gone this way. Yeah. Um, but clearly they didn't read the room yeah. <laughs> and don't understand the audience that they're trying to have on board with this. Like, if you want people to get on board with something, you have to use the right language in Hobsonville Point. Otherwise, yeah. people are just going to rinse you. Yeah. So if they had put up a sign that says, hey, this is a community park. Children play here. Please clean up after your dog. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. People would have yeah. been like, cute, absolutely yeah. fine. Yep, kids play here. Mm-hmm. No worries. But no, yeah. instead they used negative language and said dogs aren't allowed. Yeah. And that's why people popped off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how much this sign cost, but I know it definitely cost more mm-hmm. than what it was worth right. in the yeah. long run. If they had popped up a little sign that says, please clean up after your dog, our children play here, and then yeah. maybe popped like a little dog poo bag dispenser, mm. it would have encouraged people to clean up after their dogs. But instead, people are now going there to get their dogs to take a dump or a wee. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, With the so, intention of obviously picking up the poo, like people aren't just leaving landmines left, right, and centre, but yeah. it's the it, it's become the butt of a joke. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> the butt pun of a joke. So yeah, I, we both agree that no one should be letting their dogs poop willingly on the grass. And I'm not picking it up. Yeah, I'm fascinated to find out if anyone can get back to us who governs the maintenance of these parks and if they are considered private. What's the point? Not to mm. play on the title of the podcast. <laughs> what would be the point of having a tiny private park in such a high density area where you know the the attempt to control access seems futile? Yeah, it's really strange to me. I also yeah. would really like to know how much they paid for this sign because mm. I would love to know because that money could have gone into so many other things. Yeah, I'm sure that would have been more positive. Um, also, it's funny to me that quite a few people have actually reported this sign to the council oh. under the belief that it's an illegal sign because oh. they probably didn't request a permit to put the sign up. Oh, no. But I'm not sure if it's, you know, mm. because it's a private pocket park, yeah. maybe they're allowed to put the sign up. I don't mm. know. But either way, people have reported it to the council. Now, you mentioned that there is a post on the on the Hobsonville Point community group recently saying, does anyone know a landscaper? Yes. I wonder if the intention is now to just, like, 
bulldoze the grass and put in gravel or something. I don't know, but clearly the woman who posted it has something to do with the pocket park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we would I love to hear from you. Yeah, we would love to know. Who has something to do with it? Yeah. The funny thing is, is that the the dialing it back now and changing the narrative and the language around the pocket park is mm-hmm. happening. So mm-hmm. her post actually said can someone recommend a landscaping company for our community park? So they're right. actually using the word community now rather than private. Right, so right. I think the fact that the whole community got in on the whole, hey, it's not private, um, changed their attitude towards right. it, which is exactly why people pop off, right? Yeah, they yeah. want to change the narrative. So it worked. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, I guess people's point when someone showed us that there was a private pocket park was, well, if it is private, why is it such a mess? Yeah. It's overgrown. The grass is looking really, like, ratty. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it is privately managed, then can someone mow it and maybe yeah. look after it because yeah. it looks like a dump? So... Yeah, I totally get it. I yeah. guess that's what's happening now is they realise, oh, God, if we're going to have a private park, we really need to um, make it look decent. Um, and then yeah. maybe people will treat it with more respect if it is well looked after and maintained. Yeah, and I think from what you're saying, the negative approach of the sign, I think really speaks to what happens when you, A, try to come down hard on other people as a means of controlling them, which Mm -hmm. doesn't work, and B, when you take action while you're still really emotionally riled up about something, because I can totally understand if your kids are actually playing there and there's dog poop, you'd be super irritated. Yeah. Um, and then if you act in that state of irritation and you, you know, put out, I used to work in, well, I still do. I'm a writer and editor and I do internal communications. So I sort of have been in that zone of people are really upset about something and you try to just like talk them down into putting out a message that will be better received. So this really strikes me as somebody putting together messaging when they are still too affected by the emotion of the situation. And you're right. I think you're absolutely right that positive, a more positive approach yeah. would have been a lot just better received by everybody. More positive language used on the sign would have gone yeah. a lot better. Instead, it was like, ha, who put this up? <laughs> yeah. And everyone lost their shit over it, no pun intended. Yeah. But I can understand, like, as someone who has had a significant amount of cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is really important <laughs> to, yeah, woohoo, love, love the old CBT. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to stop and assess what the outcome will be for something if you dive in mm-hmm. and go from zero to 100. Um, is it going to be a good outcome, negative? How can this be perceived? How am I going to affect other people with the language I'm using? So mm. I don't think that was really considered. And I can understand that these people were super frustrated because their kids are playing there, and that was the really aggressive vibe mm. I got from old mate in the comments who was yeah. just like, you guys don't know, you don't get it, like our kids play here. Yeah, that's fine, but... You are not discouraging people from bringing their dogs there with a negative vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to point out, it's never okay to get in Flora's DMs and and (laughs) cause her problems. And, uh, yeah, that's never okay. So You would all be mortified if I showed you a screenshot of my DMs and my message requests. So it's anywhere from random dudes I don't know trying to ask me out 
scammers trying to get me to apply for a job that oh. doesn't exist <laughs> to people like telling me to unalive myself. Oh my god. Really? Um yeah, people ah. that just disagree with me in general. Like there's you know there's a group, I don't know if it exists anymore, but there used to be a group chat with a bunch of people that I guess I had either blocked or just mm. had a disagreement with on the community page. They actually started a group chat called um, a bowl cut a bowl that cut. not everyone yeah, thinks is funny. That's right, a bowl cut that not everybody thinks is funny. Well. Um, the funny thing was when I found out about this group, it was some middle-aged dude saying, hey, you should look up a group chat called this. And I had to educate him that you can't search group chats on Facebook unless right. it's an actual group, <laughs> you idiot. So he outed himself as being the admin of this group chat, I guess. So that was pretty funny. He wanted you to see it? He wanted me to see oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I screenshot it and all that kind of stuff. Because at the time I was actually in the process of getting a trespass notice against someone and the police had been really clear with me that if I had anything coming towards me that made me feel unsafe to let them know. So yeah. I, screen, I had to screenshot this guy's profile and his information and give that to the police as well and say, hey, just so you know, on top of this thing that I'm dealing with, there's also a hate group. <laughs> poetic justice. Dedicated to me. And I messaged this dude and said, hey, I don't have an issue with you guys having a group chat disagreeing with my views. But just so you know, I've had to inform the police about it because uh, I've got other issues going on. Yeah. And he left me on red and then blocked me. He probably which is obviously just head. so brave and wow, the whole what thing a dude! Is bravery and the right thing. Yeah. Please, nobody DM Fleur with their hatred. It's not appropriate. It's not cool. And and you know, take a look at yourselves and take a breath. <laughs> yeah. Check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself yes. because I will roast you and leave you on well done. There is yeah. no medium rare in my DMs. Yeah. I will um, I will sign you up to email notifications from various religious organizations. <laughs> I will request um, I will request quotes for a bouncy castle hire in your name <laughs> and leave your phone number. Like I will retaliate. So yeah, there's that information for you. Yeah, and um, also, if you have something that's bothering you in the community, get in touch with us, and we're happy to talk about it. Yeah, let's like if, air it out. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's discuss how we can problem-solve together um, without alienating and enraging each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just always enraged, so... Cool. That's, that's your secret. That's You're my secret. Enraged. That's my secret <laughs> to being uh, comical is um, trauma and rage. Yes. So... In summary, this is the first episode of many podcasts to come, but yeah. we want to touch on community events because it's really important for us to discuss community events, I feel, because we don't want this podcast to just be like, <laughs> someone put up a dog shit sign. Yeah. We need it to be about our community, yeah. our businesses, and our events. So I will talk through a few events that are coming up in October and November uh, yes. that are super important. So I'm going to do them in date order because that's just how I organize my life. So the first thing we've got coming up is actually on Tuesday the 17th of October. And it's actually pretty cool. I just heard about it um, like an hour ago. Uh, my Kitchen Rules is filming at Little Creatures on Tuesday. Oh. Yeah, between three and five, which is really, really cool. Yeah. So the first 150 people that get there, so like 
the whole of Scott Point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you and Scott Point. Oh, a topic for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's, let's add that to next time on the podcast <laughs> where we'll discuss um, why she makes fun of Scott Point. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, My Kitchen Rules is filming at Little Creatures on Tuesday the 17th of October. Hopefully the podcast comes out before then, but it might not. So if you're hearing this and it's past Tuesday, sorry you missed out. So <laughs> I, will, I will get down to it and make sure this thing is edited <laughs> and released Monday. What could go wrong? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so 150 people that get there will be let in the door and you'll be there for filming. So that would be pretty cool. The next thing that's coming up that I'm super excited about is on the 28th of October, we've got Trick or Treat Hobsonville. Yes. And some of you who belong to the meme page will know that I already have my costume. I will be in Hobsonville Point dressed as a road cone (laughs) between the hours of 3 and 7 at some point. So the event starts at Hobsonville Point Park. I believe there will be some, maybe some coffee trucks and stuff set up there, but it'll run from three to seven and it's basically the entire community trick-or-treating. There's no doubt going to be people from outside of the community coming in because mm. it's like the perfect place to trick-or-treat, right? Yeah. High-density housing. And Hobsonville Point, for anyone who's new to the community, I know somebody was asking on the Facebook group recently, are there any good streets? All of them? Yes. I mean, to the answer is just yes. Um, you'll know by the fact that people's houses are decorated and or they're lurking in their doorways looking enthusiastic, holding out a bowl of candy. Yeah. It's a great place to trick-or-treat with kids. Um, I'll be going around with my toddler. Um, may or not, may or may not be dressed up as road cones, <laughs> as Fleur suggested. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I'm happy to be a road cone on my own, but if there was a secondary road cone, yes. then we can Block cone off, off area. yeah whole areas. So I just want to, like, dress as a cone and sit in people's driveways and just, like, oh for God, the lols yeah. and just get some photos <laughs> and just, like... For the laughs, right? I'm not going to block people's driveways when they're actually trying to leave. Well, for anyone for long, who's, but whose driveway has been parked in front of, this is a great costume idea. Yeah. Dress up as a road cone and sit outside handing out candy, and you'll be educating people that you are, this is actually a driveway as they're coming by to get hundreds of dollars worth of candy from you because there's lots of lots and lots and lots of kids who are going to be out. Exactly. So buy a lot. Buy a lot of candy. Buy more than you think. Buy more. Buy more. Yep. Uh, if you also happen to know where there's a location in Hobsonville Point that has a lot of road cones, like, hanging out right now, can you message me and let me know so I can go and get my photo as me dressed as a road cone with fellow road, road cones? Cone. So I'm sure there's plenty of construction sites, obviously, but if yep. you know a specific place where there's heaps of road cones right now, just holler at your gal. Uh, so, yeah, 28th of October is our trick-or-treating. So if you see me out there dressed as a road cone, come and chat to me. I can ask, I would love to ask some people some questions with voice notes and stuff for the podcast for future Mm -hmm. episodes. That would be really cool to get some engagement with the community. Uh, So also on the 28th of October, uh, Sarah Smith, a lot of you will know Sarah. She's an amazing lady who works within our community a lot. She is putting together the Hobsonville Mums, Bubs and Family Pre-Loved Market at the Sunderland Lounge. So her markets happen fairly often and they're always a vibe and they always pop off. So Sarah's market is from usually 9am. I haven't put the time on my little notes here. But it's on the 28th of October at the Sunderland Lounge. If you want to follow Sarah's business page, it's called More Than a Market. So she posts all the information about all of her markets on there. So I believe it starts at 9 a.m. 
and they mm. usually go until 1.30 or 2 o'clock. So, awesome. yeah, definitely go and do that. It's usually cash, but obviously a lot of people um, who don't carry cash will just do bank transfer. So just roll on up, support local, buy some cute things. Um, so November... Uh, the 12th of November, the Catalina Markets are having their pet day. A pet day. So what is this like? Have you attended a pet day before? So I haven't been, but from what I gather, it's people bringing their doggos or any other pet, actually, to be honest. So from 8.30 till 2, you can bring your doggo and your pets Cute. down, and they're allowed all through the markets. Please put them on a leash. Thanks. And if they're not friendly to other animals, please don't let them walk around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you could leash your dogs, that'd be great. Just based on experiences just, uh, I've had with my own dogs of other dogs snapping yeah. at each other. There's always, I mean, anyone who's been to the Catalina Markets has heard dogs getting into kerfuffles. Oh, they get into it. If your dog yeah. is not comfortable getting face-to-face with other dogs in a, in a small, enclosed environment where lots of people, lots of legs, lots mm-hmm. of smells, then they don't have to come with you. Or if they're small and maybe you could carry them. Yeah. Yeah, just use your just common a, sense. Yeah. Well, just, you know, yeah. have a wee think about it. No one likes to be bitten. Yeah. I mean, no, no, I'm not going to go yeah. into that. Uh, <laughs> so, November, aside from the yeah. Catalina Markets Pet Day, we also have the Northwest Toy Library. They're holding a quiz night, Ooh. and it's Toy Story themed. Uh, so it's on the 24th of November, and it's at the West Harbour Tennis Club. So the doors open at 7, and the quiz itself starts at 7.15. It's only $15 per person, which is immaculate pricing for a pub quiz. Yes. So if you want to register your team, you need to email northwesttoylibrary at gmail.com. They will also have the event on their Facebook page. So if you follow the Northwest Toy Library on Instagram or Facebook, their events are always up there. So make sure you follow that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it would be such a good time. Maybe yeah, we could do like night. meme page versus the Hobsonville Point singles. It's <laughs> like our pub quiz. Yes. But uh, yeah, I... T- yeah, let me add that to the list of things okay. that needs to talk about next time is uh, the Hobsonville Point Singles page. Yes, let's talk about that. Because that's pretty that. entertaining, that one. Um, so now in the podcast, after we go through our community events, we always want to shout out a local business. Um, and Fleur and I both have businesses, so for this first episode, we're just going to talk about ourselves. So I, as I said, I'm a writer and editor. Um, I also do book coaching. Um, So if you are looking for an editor, if you're an indie author, if you're a self-published author, if you're anyone who needs editing or proofreading, um, you can find me on Instagram at BethOnBooks. Full disclosure, I am still gathering up content to post on there, so there may not be too much, but that's how you can get in touch with me. I'm happy to do sample edits and talk to you about your work. Um, I also draw coloring books fun coloring books so i have one called cat daddies which is literally shirtless guys and cats and part of the proceeds goes to gutter kitties we Uh, love gutter kitties i also have one called why you can't afford a house which is a tongue-in-cheek look at all the reasons people give as to why uh, millennials can't break into the housing market is there Backhanded jokes about avocado toast in there? Absolutely. There's a whole avocados and toast page. Love that. 
Um, and I'm working on one that's basically cute cakes, because, I mean, I love cake. Yes, I figured cakes. who wants to color in cakes? I do. Maybe lots of other people. So if you're in the market for funny gifts for someone or you like adult coloring, um, you can check me out at, at Amelie Flynn AF. The brand is The World of Amelie Flynn. Um, I love the movie Amelie and Flynn, Flynn Rider from Tangled. And together the initials are AF, which I wanted. So yes. because it's colorful AF. AF. So check me out at, at Amelie Flynn AF. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Fleur, what do you do? Oh my god, aside from annoy everyone with this horn. <laughs> I'm actually gonna use that horn at Zumba. I forgot that it's actually a really good tool for getting everyone's attention at the beginning of a class. So a lot of you know that I, aside from living in the community and just being a general nuisance to everyone in the area, I teach Zumba classes in Hobsonville Point. So I have four, cl three classes a week, four classes, where did that fourth <laughs> one come from? Three classes a week. So on a Tuesday night at 7.20pm, we're at the Sunderland Lounge. 9.30am on a Wednesday, I teach Zumba Gold. So Zumba Gold is basically a lower impact, lower intensity version of regular Zumba. A lot of my ladies are slightly older or they've got injuries they're recovering from or they're postpartum. So it's just a good way to get back into um, enjoying a bit of a workout uh, if you're recovering from something. So it's a vibe. Um, and then I also teach on a Saturday. I've just changed my Saturday venue actually because I've received funding from Massey Matters. So on Saturdays, I'll actually be teaching every Saturday, 8.30 a.m. at the Manu Tifal Community Hub, which is by West Harbour School, um, down on Ariel Ave. So 8.30 every Saturday, and all of my classes are for Koha, because I have decided that it is better for me um, and for the community if my classes the funds from them go back into our community because I already try to do as much fundraising as I can for our local charities. Um, but I wanted to lower my like higher costs and all that kind of stuff as well. So I thought it was better to just completely make my classes for Koha. So there's suggested Koha rates, but obviously if that's not your vibe, you can just pay what you like. So um, my first Saturday class uh, at the new venue is next week, which is the 21st, and we're having a pajama party. Ooh. So come dressed in your PJs. Uh, be aware that you are going to sweat, so sorry about it if you sweat into your PJs. <laughs> That's not my problem. It sounds like a you problem. So just bring a sweat towel and comfortable shoes and PJs and water. And yeah, sounds all good. great. Yeah. Fleur's Zumba classes are awesome, they're super body positive. Um, the focus is not about losing weight, burning calories, it's about having fun and moving, mm -hmm. and it's an awesome time, super fun. Yeah, we're very anti-diet culture um, at my classes. I think it's really important for women to work out because they want to, not because they feel like they have to. Mm -hmm. So I try to make it as much of a vibe as possible, and yeah, we really don't care about, hey, come and exercise because you ate like shit last week. Like, mm. Eat cake whenever you want, queen. Yes. Eat a whole pizza after Zumba like I do. Like, whatever. Like, the whole let's uh, let's work off our calories mindset is really um, outdated to me. So yeah. let's let's embrace our bodies. Let's not punish them. Um, totally. So next time on the podcast, what are we going to chat about? Well, we're going to chat to Dan 
Um, and ask him, obviously chat to him a little bit about the windmill because we would love the tea on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I'm going to ask him about the Costco drama page Mm -hmm. because Dan, I believe, established it. What? Yeah, he's an admin of the Costco complaints and drama page, which I find really funny. So there's maybe four or five Costco-related pages on Facebook. So some people... For our Costco? like Just for the Westgate one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's... Ridic. So <laughs> I guess there's some offshoot pages that happened because admins had falling out. Right. And it's just quite a weird dynamic. So the drama I just want, within the drama within yeah, the drama. Over a supermarket. Right. So I just kinda want some more information on that and wanna like figure out where it like what's happened. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's quite strange. Cool. We also will revisit the pocket park with updates when we find out what the bylaws are and find yeah. out the actual laws and rules around the property ownership and where the money goes and and the intention of it the intention i want to know why yeah i need i need to know yeah uh also we'll have a quick chat about the hobsonville point singles page which i had to remove myself from but (laughs) (laughs) it's quite an interesting topic we'll get into it we'll get into it i'm scared to go in there i would be yeah so yeah that's pretty much us how do we feel about that this has been fun it's been good to talk through stuff um I hope people in the know about what we've talked about will get in touch. Please don't be afraid to get in touch. We're both very nice people. And we really want to know actual information behind the things that are going on. So please do get in touch. Yeah, Um, message us. Our Instagram handle is at whatthepointhp. You can message us there on Instagram. Please follow along for some funny memes created by Fleur. (laughs) And, yeah, get in touch anytime if you have information about something um, that we've talked about in the podcast or that you've seen talked about in the Hobsonville Point Community Facebook group so that we can have info to pass on to the community. Yeah, and if you've got a business that you want to promo, message us as well. And we will happily do that. <laughs> Woo! All right. I hate um, this horn already. Uh, <laughs> you may never hear the horn again. It might have cycled through this for this one episode. I doubt it. It'll be back. What's the Point? The Hobsonville Point podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by myself, Elizabeth Conter-Chioc, and Fleur Valmay-Pepperell. Follow us on Instagram and get in touch at What's the Point HP. sound in any song. Okay, I'm not going to do it anymore because it's just going to get horrifically more annoying. Yes, now that we've scared off the people who weren't really invested in listening anyway. He's probably got a screensaver of like a screenshot of a photo of his dog, you know, just like really terrible stuff (laughs) with his phone on 10% battery. That's what like really like pisses on my chips. Yeah. Um, oh, what an expression. <laughs> oh, you know, heard that one before? And I immediately just visualized it, like, yeah. for real. Imagine someone pissing on your chips. Like, it's, just, it's such a bad time. Every time someone's like, what's happening with the hangers on the community page? Someone's like, put in a pool! <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Who's funding it, bro? Who's putting in the pool? We are sponsored by... Nobody currently. So please feel free to reach out and sponsor us if you would like to do that, especially if you make coffee. Yes.